face. It'd be wow. different if he's just flying, but he's landing on my face. Yeah, thankfully I don't. Uh, I'm not having it. We're live, by the way. I'll go ahead and let right. you do your uh, your sharing there. Yeah. And uh, no, I do not have fly problems at the moment. Thankfully, I do. Damn flies! Yeah. It's like that one fly. It, it came in last night. I know what he came in. And then I even said to the kids when we were going, um, we got to stop by the store because I want to get a whole new thing of salt uh, to put in my bug assault rifle to shoot it. I've never even heard of that. Kids by like the way. say, no, you have. Oh, dude, it's badass. So the kids go, oh no, you have salt. I said that's Himalayan salt. I'm not gonna waste. <laughs> Dana buys this organic <laughs> Himalayan salt. You think I'm gonna waste Some bougie flies? Yeah, you think I'm gonna waste that on a fly? I don't that's think funny. so. Well, so let me know you're uh, done sharing, and I'll. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Was the intro. Yeah, I've never heard of uh, an assault gun for flies. Let me tell you Although I'm intrigued, that. I'm curious now that I've heard about it. You'll love it. It sounds like something I can get down with. <clears throat> but I don't have a tremendous amount of flies in my house, though. Hey, Nancy, what's going on? Get ready to run the intro here in a second. <clears throat> as soon as uh, Grandpa here gets done sharing stuff. Yeah, why isn't it? Although I think technically I look older than you, though. I don't know. <laughs> I have a lot more salt and pepper in my... Uh, I have more salt than pepper. <laughs> yeah, this fly. You see? Do you see it? Right? <laughs> do you see it on my eyeball, going to my eyeballs in my, in my face? I do not, no. But that would be awesome. So I just so I just feel it, <laughs> what you're saying, but you don't, you, don't, you don't see it? like No, we do not see it. I don't, anyways. I need to go buy some salt after this. I really do. I'm going to shoot this fly. <laughs> you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, let's run the intro. Shut up and sit down. Boom. And for those of you listening prior to the intro, that's going to be the sound of him going after that fly here in a little hey, bit. Anyways. Really What's up, everybody? Welcome to uh, Dope and Dharma. This is the Dharma Time Edition, and as always, uh, I am the Dope Doctor, and I'm joined by none other than the the. Uh, no, I'm the Dharma guy. He's a Dope Doctor. What am I doing? Got me, <laughs> got me all discombobulated here. The, I'm all think. I'm thinking fly. That's what it is. Yeah, you're thinking about my fly. Thank you. Yeah. For thinking about my fly. That's right. I'm I'm concerned, man. I'm I'm worried about you and your your pet over there. Thank you. Anyways, as always, as I was saying, this is Dope and Dharma. This is our weekly Dharma Time edition, and uh, we're a little bit early today for those of you who are listening or watching live, and you could do that on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch if you look up Dope and Dharma. You can also comment if you have any uh, thoughts on today's show topic, which I'm hoping you do. Speaking of that, we have a, a listener on Facebook who asked, what's the uh, the joke of the day? I'm assuming she's talking about my daily dad joke, and if you yeah. are... I guess I could spoil it here because I've already posted it this morning. But yep. my daily dad joke is uh, farts are basically the ghosts of all the food you ate. That's the that's the joke for today. <laughs> you know what's funny about the jokes before we get started? I never know which one's going to hit and which one isn't. It's weird because I'll have some that I'm like, all right, this is this is hands down. This is a winner. And I post it. And I'm actually excited. I'm like, yeah, this is going to be it. And nothing. And nobody really cares. I'll get the standard amount of likes and stuff, no comments really, just eh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I'll have another one that yeah. I feel is like a throwaway. That I feel like, all right, I just I'm I'm not in the mood this morning. I've got other things to do. Let me just I gotta stay consistent. 
let me put this up and it'll explode and i'm like i don't i, I cannot understand what the people want i don't get it but anyways i, I thought today no, was pretty good it's no mathematical science <laughs> no it's just straight up dumb luck um and more importantly i bet you it's not even that it's just a matter of who sees it and who doesn't like you know but whatever i digress uh <clears throat> so today man today, uh, you know what i didn't know what the topic was going to be i know people mm. think that we plan these things out months ahead but we don't mm. um i had some ideas i wasn't sure i call around ask you know get some feedback this morning you and i talked earlier and i, I started coming up with some ideas and then it hit me what today's show is going to be about and in that amount of time between then and now i gotta be honest with you i'm actually kind of excited about today's show i really am i it means more to me than i think people realized and it definitely means more to me now than i thought it would have meant to me 10 15 years ago um and so today we're talking about being the right person and what prompted yeah. that is over the weekend we had father's day um and, and so happy belated father's day to all you fathers out there yeah. um and uh, and so I, I don't I, I guess we were thinking about doing a Father's Day show maybe, but right around the exact same time as Father's Day, I don't know if it was the same day or not, but it was within a day or so. Um, you posted uh, your 29th uh, wedding anniversary to Dana. So first of all, mm-hmm. congratulations on that. That's awesome. Thank you. Okay. <clears throat> um, but I'm ridiculously impressed with that man. Like I really am. You know, as somebody who is is married now, me too, <laughs> and you should be right. Like, yeah. I think that should be celebrated. You know, anytime I hear or I interact with somebody who's got like some serious time in, I'm like, yo, good for you, man. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm impressed. I'm, I'm like proud of them for that. You know, um, and only because I, her and I are going on, I don't know what, seven, eight years now, married. We've been together for almost nine. Um, and it's hard, man. <laughs> like it's hard. Um, it's harder than I ever realized. And I don't think I, I think there's a few things that people don't think about or talk about when it comes to marriage. And, I, and I'm I'm positive we'll get to that throughout this conversation. Mm-hmm. But um, I know for me, I did not anticipate how difficult things were going to be because I've lived with you know girlfriends before in the past. Even her and I were living together for a little bit, you know, prior to actually signing you know uh signing on the dotted line i guess um but i'm not even gonna play dude i swear to you it feels like things just completely changed the second we signed on that dotted line um (laughs) not necessarily for the better for the worse just it changed i I can't put my finger on it i think maybe it was just expectations i guess you know like i don't know what it was i just know things were a lot different after that moment and it was weird because we were already living together we already knew each other. I mean, we were already committed. Like, so like to me, it felt almost as if the signing on the dotted line was more of a formality at that point. That's what it felt like. Um, but boy, <laughs> did things change? Like they, they're just different and I can't really put my finger on it. It was just different. Um, and it just got hard. And I remember her and I even talking to each other early on, you know, when we were struggling, we were saying like, it shouldn't be this hard. And then I, I watch, um, I watch shows and stuff for people who are getting married or whatever. And I, I, I see a lot of the younger ones who are newly married saying the same thing. Like it shouldn't be this hard. It's not. And I, I just, as somebody who's been married now for almost eight years and I've had friends who are married for 20 bullshit, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like get that out of your head. It's hard. I mean, it's worth it. 
right? I, I don't want to make it sound like it's this terrible thing because it's not. Um, but it is hard because think about it. You're taking two completely different people from completely different walks of life and different perspectives, different goals, different wants, different needs, different desires, and mm-hmm. you're putting them together and making one. That is hard, right? Like, that is hard. I see you. So Nancy commented, right. don't tell me that. I'm getting married in July. Um, well, you know, congratulations, first of all, and good luck. Um, and I think that, uh, uh, you know, the and, and let me start with this, I guess. There was something that, that I never heard of, right? And, and I, that's one of the reasons why I want to have this show is because you're an old timer when it comes to marriage. And I'm, I, I would consider myself intermediate at the moment. Like, I don't feel like I'm new anymore. Um, but there's some things that I don't think people know. So I think maybe you and I can kind of help uh, facilitate some of that. And one of the things that occurred to me, it was, uh, I don't know how many years I was in. And I was talking to somebody and they mentioned it and it never occurred to me to have it pre-marriage counseling, right? Somebody mentioned that to me and I was like, but why? We're fine, right? Like, I didn't think that you would have to go to pre-marriage counseling when you're good. Like, why would we need to do that? Mm-hmm. Well, it comes to find out we should have done that, right? Because pre-marriage counseling isn't for things that are going bad. It's trying to have a roadmap for all those little things that, that are inevitably going to come out that you don't think of. Mm-hmm. Like little stupid things that mean more to you than you actually think of, they they're so insignificant right now that you don't even think of talking about them, but they are going to come up and they are a bigger problem than you realize, and I think that that's what it's for, right? Like it helps you already put together like a uh, like a a formula on on how to like right. address certain things and kind of like bring them up, right? Because everything can be worked out; it's all negotiable, uh, but you got to come from that perspective, right? And so. I highly, anybody I know in my life, friends, family, whatever, who I find out that they're getting married, I, I almost always tell them now, is, hey, really look into pre-marriage counseling. And they always <laughs> give me that look. Like one person said, yes, they did already. I was like, well, that's awesome. But everybody else, they give me that look. I'm like, I'm telling you, it, it, it's worth it's worth the price of a mission because right. there are stupid things that you don't think of that will come up and it's best that you already kind of have a thing in place, right? Like, did you and Dana do premarriage? I'm going to say right. no, but I'm going to ask anyways. Did you guys do premarriage no. counseling? No. Yeah, I think so. No. I didn't either. No. I didn't either. No. Um, we did, we, you know, I'm, you know, I can't, I can't compare myself to other people or our situation to other people because sure. it was just, to me, it was just very unique and, and, and it is very spiritual to me on how it happened because um, I was in no, I was in no place uh, prepared or ready uh, for what was placed in front of me. Um, I didn't go into, um, I didn't come to Florida with the intent of finding Dana, um, and, and falling in love within months of coming here. You know what I mean? I was on the run. I wasn't, I wasn't (laughs) ready. I was, I was not mature. I was, I never had a girlfriend. I never, I didn't have a, a, any kind of girlfriend of, of, of any length of time. You know, right. matter of fact, I, I don't even think I had a relationship with the same person for more than three months ever. And when I mean by relationship, I mean, we, there's all types of relationships, right? There's people that we just hang out sure. with or whatever. So um, I didn't even have one of those. Never even told a person I love you that was not a family member. Um, you know, I had no desire to live, to be honest with you. I mean, I was just living to, to exist. Um, I, di- I didn't plan on staying on this on this planet. And I didn't definitely didn't plan on staying in Florida. Um you know, I was just coming through. I was just passing through, really. Uh, right. Matter of fact, if you ask Dana, you know, what, what my theme song was, it was Freebird. Freebird was my theme song at the time. <laughs> nice, I, nice. I let her know it right from up, right from jump. I said, you know, I'll be here for a little bit, for a minute. 
Um, and then I'll leave. But the problem is, is that when I met her, I mean, man, I mean, from day, day one, second one, when I saw her and, and I spoke with her and got around her, I mean, I, I never felt like that around a woman. I always felt very confident and, and, and competent. That was uh, opposite. I, I felt, was for marriage forever. Dude, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> well, you can relate to that. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you, you weren't, you weren't looking for it either. Oh, we'll get to mine. Uh, Go ahead. But, but, uh, you know, when, when we ended up getting married, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to just fast forward. I mean, a lot of things, you know, happened in the way, first of all, my brother, I think knew for sure this was the one because it was the only one I ever told him about. It was the only one I ever introduced my, introduced my family to only female right. I ever introduced my family to. I was 20. She was 19. Uh, but if you know my story, you know, by 20, I was really retired. Um, you know, I had just done so much crap and stuff that I felt really old. I was a very old soul by then. Um, and I was broken, very broken. And so, um, no, there was no marital counseling because I really didn't, we didn't care about any other's opinions. I knew that all the changes that I was making to become a better person, uh, were all worthy, whatever we had, whatever I had to do to be in this relationship, be the man for her. I was going to make those changes. Well, you were already doing um, stuff now, work too by that point, right? I was already doing a lot of stuff. So that to, that to, to me kind of counts yeah, as, as counseling. Yeah. yeah. I was already doing stuff that, that was, uh, still no step work, but just stuff. I, I was doing stuff that, that, that was necessary, but, but I would throw things off of her that, that, that were normal to me. And she would look at me like I was like, you know, crazy. And, and yeah. so I found My it. My wife still does that. Yeah. I, I thought that was always odd because everything that I thought was kind of normal to say to her or to act like, uh, things that I thought were normal. She'd look at me like, that's not normal. And they'd be like, what are you talking about? You know, that's, that's just the way it is. Right. And, and so I found it very awkward. Um, and so at first I thought maybe it's cultural, maybe it's East coast, West coast. Um, it's gotta be one of those things. Right. But, but it wasn't what it really was is just two very young people that were the youngest child in their family. So they always get what they want. Right. Both of us are the youngest child, by the way, I think that matters. I think that's relevant. Um, because when you're both, uh, you know, your family of origin issues are always relevant to whatever your situation is. Right. Um, the other thing that I think is super relevant is, is faith whatever faith you really come from and, and things that you're unwilling to compromise. Well, Dana and I, um, we weren't dead set on any particular faith. We had a core set of beliefs, but, but it wasn't so, so rigid that it wouldn't allow for discussion or compromise. Uh, right. So I think that was a really good thing. I, we were both very fortunate in that way that there was nothing so hardcore and rigid that it would force the other person to drop their belief system, their culture, their, their faith, uh, anything or even move, you know, um, I think the hardest decision we were going to make, I thought was going to be where we were going to live, to be honest with you. But since my parents settled down in Florida, you know, Dana won and, you know, I, I would have done it anyway. Cause you know, while my parents are alive, I'm not, I'm not leaving their side anymore. I'm not, I'm not leaving more than two hours away from my parents anymore. I did that. And, and I would much rather be close to, to family than be sure. far from family. Um, and Dana's a beach girl, so I was like, no way am I staying by a beach the rest of my life. Now here I am <laughs> living on a freaking beach. You know what I mean? But I would never thought I would live uh, near a beach. Uh, so so for anyone kind of getting in this situation, I know we started off by saying it's hard. And yes, it's hard, but yeah. it's only hard because we fight it. You know, we yes. really do fight the situation. And I'm, I'm going to give you an example that I don't mean it in the wrong way. So don't take it the wrong way. But let's say you get a job in corporate America, or let's say you get a government job, or let's say you go to prison. 
in all those situations that are really long-term to reap the benefits that, or to, to exist in it, it's really long-term. You just have to accept the situation. You know, yeah. if you, if you go to prison for, for, for 30 years, let's say, you know, not that I'm in prison for 30 years, so don't take it. The old timers are right away going to tell you, you got to stop thinking about the outside. You just got to accept yeah. that you're here and you just got to make your life within here. The outside world doesn't exist. You are here and this is what you need to make of it. You, the, the sooner you accept your situation that you're here and this, this is the only life that exists for you, the better you are. And I took that exact same philosophy and I put it into my marriage, yeah. not out of the negative, but but. If you're married, you're married, man. So stop thinking, oh, single people do this, or if I was single, I could do this, or if I was, if I didn't have that. No, that's not, it's not your situation. So to compare it to that, you know, your 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 brain is always going to play some tricks on you if you do that. Plus, it's going to be based on whatever emotion you're feeling at the time, and so that's not good. You don't want to base decisions based on emotion or frustration. So just accept your situation. Fight like where the hell are you going to go in the first place? No, I'm, I'm not saying you say that. It's not like I go to Dana and I said. You say whatever I want, and they're like, well, "What are you gonna do? You gonna leave? Where are you gonna go?" No, but I am thinking it like, "Where's she gonna go?" But I'm more, right. more so. I'm asking myself, "Where am I gonna go?" It's not like I'm leaving anywhere. So, why don't you just shut up, Louis, and just you know, <laughs> you know, stop pushing her because there's no reason to push her right now. I mean, just you know, go to your room and be quiet. You know, put you know, I think that uh, we said this earlier, but I, I think that that's one of the biggest. Yeah, I think there's many, but right off the bat, I think that's one of my biggest takeaways i've had from our conversations over the years right mm -hmm. uh, first and foremost I, i'm i'm proud of myself that i've surrounded myself with people who are where i want to be right like i have friends I, i've got people around me who've got 10 20 years of marriage around them you know like i'm not friends with a bunch of single dudes you know getting advice from them. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. i mean like that's... so first and foremost like I, I think that's what i've done um <clears throat> but i think one of the one of the bigger things and i, I think there's many of them and i'm, I'm sure as we continue to talk i'll think of them but right off the bat one of the biggest things for me was uh so disagreements or or moments of difficulty i think i viewed them as like a business negotiation right like uh, you know i'm coming into it i've got my ideas i got what i want i got what i think should happen we're going to negotiate this out um to whereas now I, I think due to you and some of the things you said i i approach it more like a treaty you know what i mean <laughs> like just uh look <laughs> you got your side. I got my side. We're going to just agree to like leave each other alone. Right. Right. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean that as in um, like, I no longer approach a situation as in how am I going to get her to see what I'm talking about? Right. Like, how do I get her to understand that she's wrong right now? Like, I don't do that anymore. That's I just like, happen. no, <laughs> no, it's never going to happen. And, and likewise, vice versa. Like, I don't want to sound like I'm some innocent. No, she's never going to, if I think I'm right, dude, that's it. Like you're not convincing me otherwise. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, there's just like she'll say and do things that, that upset me or I don't agree with. And instead of feeling the need to like, nope, we got to get we got to hash this out right now. I'm just right. like, eh, whatever, man. She's just having a moment, whatever. You know, <laughs> um, and, and that, that that it sounds so simple and so stupid, but it works. Like, I just I don't remember what day it was. It was a while ago. It was years ago now. Just you and I were having mm -hmm. a conversation and you were like, man. You got to like, let that shit go. Like I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. I don't think those are your yeah. exact words, but you're like, you got to let that shit go. Like, look, man, you're not going anywhere. She's not going anywhere. Like, like stop, <laughs> you know, just wake up and try again tomorrow. Yeah. And it, and my, I, at first I was like, man, what, what? no, you're freaking stupid. I'm not going to do that. But then the more I thought about it, first of all, I couldn't ignore the fact that you guys were together for like 20 some years at that point. 
So right. I was like, all right, like I, I as much as I want to ignore him, you know, he, he's coming from a different place than I am. So I have to like respect that. Right. But then the more I thought about it, I was like, ah, you know what? Maybe there's something to it. And I tried right. it and it worked. Right. Like for me, it was like spirituality. When I first started thinking of spirituality, it's like, this is stupid. It's never going to work. But right. I tried it and I, it started working. So I was like, all right, well, let me keep doing it. And mm-hmm. so for me, that, that is one of the biggest things, right? Like is, is I stopped fighting the normal flow of things, right? Like I just, I, I just uh, started to allow it to be what it is. Like, right. okay, like I said, like a treaty, right? It's just, all right, you know, ceasefire. Right. She's having a, 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 a difficult day maybe. Maybe I said something to upset. Who knows? Just she's where she's at at the moment. Right. Let me just love her. You know, right. <laughs> like that doesn't mean I got to be happy with oh. it doesn't mean i gotta agree with it it just means that, like all right let me just <laughs> let me love you where you're at right now um <laughs> what is it? oh richard said she's going to live in the beach house while you pay for it nice uh, <clears throat> but yeah man i, I think that, that's uh, why i ain't going nowhere i'm not right? going nowhere richard <laughs> yeah. well, she's got your credit attached to it you know um but yeah man i think yeah, that's one of the biggest things know. i heard from you was just like let it yeah. be what it is man. well good well, good, because because you know what it is you know we fight it. We like to fight this kind of stuff. Yes, you know oh, I, mean? I and, fought and, it like, like super hard. Um, and 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 you know I used to really want to be right. Uh, but you know what I like more than being right? I like being cherished and loved more than I like being right. To be honest with you, um, and 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 it feels good to be loved by her. It feels good for her to love me. Um, it's better than other feelings that I've ever had. You know what I mean? It, it's longer lasting. It seems to be more meaningful to me. Uh, um even more meaningful than my parents love because my parents, I feel like obligate, they're obligated to love me almost. Right. Like it's like (laughs) impossible to break that love. Right. Whereas Dana made a choice to love me and she made a choice to stick around and and, and stay loving me. Right. So, so I make the same choice to her um, and the decision for her. And, and, and I'm willing to, to love her through her crazy. I always tell her, I love your crazy. I don't always like her crazy, but I love it. You know what I mean? I must love <laughs> right. it. I stick around. Right. So, right. so she's crazy and I'm crazy and, and that's humans. And, you know, but this is the human that I choose to be with and I choose to live the rest of my life with and die with, you know what I mean? This is the one I, I, I want to be with. And, and, uh, and I'm cool with that. Um, again, you know, and it's not out of, you know, compromise, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm compromising my life or I'm compromising anything. I don't feel like I gave up on anything. I don't feel like she's given up on anything. I just feel that when you find something really good, uh, just hold on onto it. You know, if, if, if it's, if you find a value to it now, obviously if we grew very apart, it would be a problem. And I'm not trying to knock sure. anyone that, that chose divorce. I mean, if you've chosen divorce in your life, that's, that's on you. I'm not, I'm not falling yeah, for that. I'm not saying I'm anything special because I haven't. I'm simply saying that, that, we always going to grow a little bit apart. Dana, I, of course we've grown apart in some things and we've grown together in a lot of things. Um, but you know, some things you just grow differently, right? I was 20, she was 19. So obviously some things didn't come out at 20 and 19 that are, that are coming out now. The difference is, is that, you know, you're cool with it. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't blow your mind. It doesn't drag you down. Now here's the one thing that I think is really funny still in our relationship though. Cause you know, the older men always told me, this is the advice I always got, you know, that happy wife, happy life, uh, and I, I'm going to call it crap because I really think it's crap. Uh, not that it's not true. It's 100 percent true, by the way. But it's crap that I'm going to that, that I'm going to do that. I'm not I'm not focused on, oh, you know, I'm, I'm going to do whatever she wants so that so that I'm happy. No, that's not what I'm saying. Because I also want to be happy. And, you know, and, and so I think it's important for me to say what I got to say. But at the end of the day, my actions are going to do the things that, that she wants. 
you know, I'm going right. to do the things that, 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 that make her happy, but I'm not always going to say the things that make her happy. If that makes sense. In other words, I'm not going to say, Oh sure. yeah, I agree with that. Or I like that or, 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 you know, put it in the nice little way, but my actions are very, very important. And, and so I think that at the end of the day, if she complains enough, she's going to get it and she knows it. And tell her <laughs> that. I'm going to, I don't want to, but I'm going to kick and scream the whole way there, but I'm going to still get, give it to you. You, well, know, you know, I think you're, um, you're touching on something. Her, words. her, it's words. You know what I mean? Like, like right. her words, don't, don't go for her actions. Cause she'll say, she'll say one thing. And then five seconds later, if I don't respond the right way, she'd be like, well, you didn't do it. I'm like, oh, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> right. Wait you're, you know, give me a moment here. So go ahead. No, I just, I, I think you're touching on something that I, I want to make sure I, I point out. Right. And, and Okay. So this is something that I've noticed um, the people who don't do it. And I've noticed the people who do do it. Um, one of the things I'm grateful for is you, myself, some of our, 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 you know, acquaintances that we have in common, <clears throat> and even those we don't, we're like honest to ourselves. Right. And yeah. I think that's a big deal. What I mean by that is like, dude, I, like I can admit, I'm not afraid to admit, like, I, I think, let me preface this by saying certain things that, that I'm talking about right now and get ready to when I say admit my ego allows me to admit it now. One of the, you know, if you would have told me 10, 15 years ago, I'm like, no, I'm never going to, that's, you know, whatever. But now it's like, nah, dude, like, yeah, I'm whooped right now. Of course. <laughs> like I can admit that. Um, right. And so to me, I think being able to acknowledge, um, you know, I want the connectivity that I have and I want, right. and I like this person, you know, those things are like a lot of people consider those weaknesses, right. To give that kind of vulnerability to another person and admit it. Hmm. Um, Cause I, I see people all the time on my Facebook. I'll see some people posting like, you know, uh, Oh, the opposite sex, you know, they aren't, they aren't shit. I don't need them, you know, just completely trashing them. And then they're the same person that like a month later will post about how they're lonely and they want somebody to love them and all of a sudden, it's like, well, if you could just stick with that mindset and admit that, yeah, it's important to you to have somebody that loves you. It's important to feel committed to somebody yeah. and connected. Then that goes a long ways, right? But we don't want to admit that. We want to act like we're these rough, tough islands who don't need anybody. And, you know, you're only in my life because stop, right? Like, that's one thing I like about where I'm at in my life and where a lot of my friends are mm. is we don't like run around. Like, yeah, I agree with you in a sense that, the happy wife, happy life thing is, is, is kind of BS in the sense of, no, I'm, I'm going to ask my wife, dude, like I say all sorts of stuff that she's like, what, right. <laughs> you know, having said that my wife gets away with a lot, you know, do I agree with all of it? No, but it, that's my wife. What am I going to yeah. do? Tell her like, no, it's just, right. you know, in this whole, like who wears the pants? And all, like, I think so many people are like, we're not willing to just admit the, the reality of the situation, right? We still have this idea, this ego, and we want to try to live up to that ego sometimes. And we don't want to just be honest and admit to it. Um, and, and I think that is a huge part. And that's one, of, like I said, it's one of the things I love about myself and my friends that we have in common is, is we're not trying to pretend to be these machismo, like, uh, you, you know, bless you. Cause, um, cause I'm tight. Um, but, uh, um, we don't, you know, we're not, uh, um, uh, we're not losers or, or weak or anything like that but we can acknowledge the situation for what it is. Like, right. We can see the reality of the situation. We don't view that. like, I don't view it as a weakness that I want my wife to, the, to love me. And I feel good when she loves me. Like, I don't think that that's a weakness, you know, 10, 15 years ago, I probably would have said it was a weakness. <clears throat> um, 
uh, Richard just said it also it's also hard when we have a culture that vilifies monogamy. Um, yeah, I can see that. Like, you know, we definitely yeah. want to push this idea like men, you know, as many women as you can possibly get that makes you more of a man and stuff like that. Right. Um, well, I think but, we do it. With, I think we do it with females now too. But we're starting to, yeah. Um, but um, no, I but like so back to my that point, and I don't mind getting to that one as well, Richard. Um, I, I just I really think that's important. Like I can't stress that enough. Like see it for what it is. Like it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to say my wife's opinion like really matters to me, like a lot mm-hmm. more than anybody else on this planet. My wife has the ability to make me feel like I'm the only boy in the world. Or she has the ability to make me feel like I'm the worst human being on the planet. Like she has that power to make me feel those things, you know, and that's okay. Uh, You know, it's, it's okay that she can make my whole day. You know, my wife, I can be having a completely horrible day and my wife can come in and just show me some affection or some attention or say something nice. And it brightens up my entire day. doesn't matter what's been happening before, you know, or I could be having a great day. My wife could come home in a bad mood. And next thing I know, I'm not in a good spot right now. Um, and it's okay to admit those things, right? Like I'm not saying that, uh, that doesn't evolve. What I'm talking about is the, uh, the acknowledgement of it, acknowledging and realizing how important this other person is in your life. Mm -hmm. I think that we sometimes want to act as if like, it's somehow not manly or it's weak to admit that, um, on both sides of the thing. Right. And, and and I think that that doesn't do anything but cause problems. I I think that causes issues because then we have to live up to that. Right. If we say, mm-hmm. oh, I don't care, well, then now all of a sudden I have to live up to the I don't care, and I have to start acting like that and saying that, and all it's going to do is hurt them and everything else. Whereas if I can start off from a place of admitting, you know what, it matters to me, then how do I maintain that? Then, then I think that's a good spot. Um, stop <laughs> me. To re- <laughs> yeah, no, it's her job, dude. <clears throat> it's not me, that's for sure. Well, yeah. sometimes it's probably me. Yeah. That happens after she gets home. You know, there's a, there's a couple of uh, clues that I had at least in my relationship that I knew that that I felt differently about Dana and that I was willing to be a different man for her was um I did meet her in a time where I was you know I was getting away from the party lifestyle and I didn't I, I actually I was trying to get away from women as well I, I you know I was I was trying to quit everything for a moment um it wasn't supposed to be permanent it was just supposed to be a moment so it's not like I was quitting women and trying a different <laughs> team I'm just saying that I was just I was just quitting from anything that that i thought was problematic and to me uh women were involved in a lifestyle that i was just trying to take a break from now when i met dana what you know what i thought was different was uh you know and you had mentioned you know off air before we started about lust versus love um i wasn't lustful for dana and i thought that was unique because i had always 20 years old i was still objectifying women uh Pretty much, you know what I mean? I was still measuring right. women by not by by who they were on the inside, but basically a, of, of what I thought from the outside. You know what I mean? Everybody has their right. favorite parts of, of, of the opposite sex or the person they're attracted to, right? And and my parts didn't involve the brain. You know, it wasn't like I was going, oh, that's Same. a very intelligent woman. I'm attracted to that. I was a 20-year-old kid. That wasn't in my mind. Um, you know, obviously at 52 years old, I would probably be very different, but, but uh, not at that age. At that age, it was simply about other people parts sure. and and i found myself not doing that with her I, I i not only did not do that with her but i also uh didn't make any of the first moves with dana for instance she had a boyfriend of four yeah. years and i was like 
you know, I'm so used to going out with women that are connected. I was like, I'm not screwing this up. I, I'm trying to not be that guy. So, you know, you do what you do. And, and, you know, if you guys break up with him, let's talk kind of deal. Right. And then she broke up. Um, she, you know, when we were first together, I didn't go in for the first kiss. I was kind of slow on it, man. Cause I was like, I don't want to do that because I'm so used to once I get something of what I want then it's not interesting anymore. Then I'm not as, right. uh, you know, I, 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 I really don't want it anymore. Like when you had it been there, done that boom. Right. So I was worried about that. I really was, um, you know, cause I didn't want to screw this up. I, I wanted to go as slow as possible. Uh, so she made all the first initial moves and I thought it was beautiful that way. You know what I mean? And and I, I like that even to this day is as, as beautiful as she is and as attractive as attracted to her as I am and as sexy as just to me, that is not one of the first things that I think about with Anna. You know, it's not, right. you know, I don't start with that, not in my head, not in my words, not in anything. It's, it, it's so many other things about her that, that I'm attracted to. And I thought that was really unique. Um, and so, and I'm glad that's where she's at too, because I'm not the most attractive guy and all that kind of stuff either. So the fact that she saw something in me uh, that, that, that was unique and that, that she enjoyed that's more longer lasting stuff, right? What she enjoyed about right. me was more sustainable. And what I enjoyed about her was more sustainable. So I think that's important to talk about too. I think that if we get in relationships and it's based on lust over love, you know, um, that could be problematic. It's good to have uh, sexual chemistry. I'm not saying it's not, but that sexual chemistry can't be dominant. That can't be number one. Um, right. You know, it, it really just does it, it, as important as it is, it should not be the driving factor in a relationship. And I think that's that's where I feel really, really blessed that that wasn't the driving factor as well. So, yeah, I struggled with that actually early on with my wife. Um, mm -hmm. Because for me, I was used to being, you know, the, let me see, how do I phrase this? Uh, I was used to being this that guy, right? Like I, I was a rather large human being, um, taller than most people, bigger than most people. Mm -hmm. I had, you know, I had the, the bad boy look down to a T, you know, doing right, motorcycles, right. stunt shows, getting all fully tatted up and stuff. Like we, you know, it wasn't a mm -hmm. difficult thing to find somebody with some daddy issues for the night. Um, right. But like with my wife, like I was used to that, but then my wife didn't care. She couldn't care any less about like my size right. or this or that. Like the things that normally were at yeah. the forefront <clears throat> excuse me she couldn't she couldn't care any less and it, like I, I didn't know what to mm -hmm. do with that like when she would talk i mean like i was like what do you what do you mean you know um right. but now obviously i appreciate that like now that i've i've matured more and and her and i've bonded more of course but in the very beginning man it was weird for me for her to not be just another groupie you know what i mean if, well if that's, that's, the right that's what i'm saying no, no, no. That's what I'm saying. It's like whatever, you know, it's a good person that whatever you use to fish, she's not interested in the bait you're fishing with. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. You know, she jumped in the boat for other reasons, you know, because yeah. then, you know, it's like you don't have those things to go for. And, and the thing is that that makes her unlike other girls. Dana's the first girl without daddy issues that I went out with. I mean, the fact right. that she didn't have daddy issues was, was, I thought was odd. The fact that I actually met her father, that was, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? The fact that she introduced me to her dad, like early on, I was like, yeah. right wow you're you you're crazy they don't yeah. like me you know what i mean and right. those are the those are the beautiful things about it actually is the fact that that flies in my you don't see that fly in my face <laughs> no man. don't see it at all Jeez. it's awesome it, it exists trust me it exists <laughs> it throws me oh, it's just getting in my eyeballs and everything but yeah that's what i'm saying so so whatever they jumped in the boat for so for whatever 
you know, sure. why Angel jumped in the boat with you was different than what you were fishing with. And that's what makes it special because then those yeah. other those other females are continue to be those other females. But that way she doesn't match them in, yeah. in what I, I mean by matching them. In other words, she doesn't have whatever baggage you have towards those females. She doesn't present those. She doesn't yep. present that same baggage that those other females may present. And, and speaking <clears throat> of baggage, I think that's another positive and that why I say that my situation is is, is I don't compare it to others is because neither Dana or I. Uh, we didn't come in with baggage like that. You know what I mean? So so it's not like, you know, uh, this we had horrible relationships prior or anything like that. We we both came in relatively clean of all that type of baggage. So it made it very easy to trust the other person and embrace the other person for who they are rather than judging them against maybe a past pain. You know, Dana's the one that broke up with that dude after four years. Right. Now, what, that dude probably measures everybody up towards Dana for the rest <laughs> of his life. That's yeah. You know, his existence is probably way different than my existence. <laughs> Sorry, well, see, Steve. Like, shit oh, wow. You called him up by shouldn't name. Have pulled up, looked oh, at wow. me, and drove away. Oh, I'll call him up by name because I think, I think he's a punk. I mean, <laughs> it, it really, it, that's disgraceful. Some, you know, if you're so, with a woman for four years, you're about to propose to her, and you let some dude come, you know, riding in and, and just take her away from you without even questioning him, talking to him, challenging him, fighting him. I mean, that's, that's a, that's a, punk move right there man so, yeah. um, <laughs> um thank you Steve, well, but I have, I have no respect for that right i um well so <clears throat> earlier you were guys you were talking about how your mindset kind of changed and, and i made a joke obviously because well you as you like to remind me consistently uh we have video yeah. evidence of me being very anti-marriage um so yeah. yeah full disclosure i didn't want kids i didn't want marriage um, along with you, I, I definitely was more uh, playing the field kind of guy, I guess. I always said my mom taught me to share, so I was trying to share. Um, I literally had a T-shirt. This is like, I'm not Mr. Right, but we'll, you know, whatever, until he comes along. Um, yeah. And, yeah, so I had no desire for not even a serious relationship, like nothing. Like, I just, friends, we're friends. You know, we're friends, yeah. and we can do this until it's not fun anymore, and then, you know, we'll go our yeah. separate ways. Um, yeah, and then yeah and then she came in and completely changed that like it hit me like mm -hmm. a ton of bricks uh wasn't really interested wasn't ready uh but like you said earlier uh, um there's just something different right. there was like a different vibe you know and, and i think i was at a different right. place in my life uh but even early on i still mm -hmm. fought it right like even early on i still was like you know uh am i really gonna be this dude like really you know but then uh, mm -hmm. i couldn't deny the the benefit there and then like i said i was i'm blessed to have people in my life that that are there you know like they they right. can say hey this is a good thing you know i like it because uh, i don't yeah. think there's a lot i don't i don't think there's enough maybe i'm just wrong here but based and i think richard alluded to this in his previous comment i don't see enough people promoting the benefit and the greatness of a good happy marriage like yeah, i see well, a lot of people i see they a lot don't. of people promoting how great it is to be single or you know how great it is to play the you know the single life or play the field and and I see a lot of people complaining about marriage the old ball and chain you right. know or I right. see a lot of people like just completely trashing it but I don't see a lot of people promoting like yo like right. this is awesome you know what I mean like when you put your your 29 year anniversary like that's a great post but I don't think I don't see enough of that and I know they're out there they just don't promote it as much or it doesn't get as much play time right and the reason why I know they're out there <clears throat> is Every single time my wife and I have celebrated like an anniversary, like one of our, our mm -hmm. things for our anniversaries, we always do an experience. 
Like I don't get her anything. She doesn't get me anything. We we decide that we're gonna go do something. Um, and so uh, like one, a couple years ago, we went to uh, Jackson Hole, Wyoming, which was amazing, by the way. Uh, but it was a few years ago we did uh, oh gosh, uh, Cirque du Soleil, right? Her and I both mm-hmm. have always wanted to go do that. It's been here in Orlando forever, and we just never did it. Um, and I think the Lanuba is what it was called, and it was going away. And so we were like, well, let's go ahead and go do it. And when I went up, she went to go use the restroom or something, and I was buying the tickets. And the guy in the in the ticket booth who was giving me my, my ticket, I told him, oh, yeah, you know, we're here for an anniversary. And he was like, oh, yeah, he was married for like 35 years or something like that. And we just kind of got into a conversation. And I've noticed that every single time that I go somewhere and we're in, in our anniversary, I say something, whoever I'm talking to, they've got like crazy amount of years in. And, and we bond over that in that moment. In other words, it's out there. Like it's, it, there's a lot of people out there who've yeah. been married for a long time who love it, but they're, they don't get as much attention. Right. It, it right. doesn't get embellished as, enough. I don't think. Right. Have you noticed that? Yeah, it doesn't get enough attention. I, and I think because even like, um, you know, and I'm going to speak to the people that are married a long time, but are unhappily married for a long time. I think that sometimes you get stuck in your ruts, man. And, and you know, and, and it happens to all of us. We all get stuck in routine and we all get stuck in ruts. But I think it's important to either be in the same rut with your partner or be in the same routine with your partner. Um, you know, I think it's very difficult for some relationships out there when, when they just completely enjoy different things out of life. Um, you have to be very strong with each other to be okay with that. And I'm going to give you an example. Uh, my father's not a traveler. My father's a homebody now. You know, he's had enough excitement in his life. He likes to sit home and chill, <laughs> watch his TV, listen to his music, and just do his deal, right? My mother, on the other hand, has always been on the go. My mother travels around the country. She does at least three or four international trips a year, uh, along with domestic trips. Uh, she's constantly traveling, and, 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 you know, and she'll go alone or with her friends. Now she goes with her friends. But when we were younger, when I was a kid, she would go by herself. This, this woman would just like fly to turkey on her own you know i mean it's trip so so but they're good together like that like they're good with that like they're okay with that um and so it works for them whereas that i don't know if that that same dynamic would have worked in my relationship you know in my relationship it's a little bit different whereas uh we kind of like we do like to chill and relax but we like to go places to do that if that makes any sense so so sure. that 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 person inside of me that used to like a lot of risky stuff, uh, luckily, uh, you know, my body and my 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 desires have changed. So I'm not so risky anymore and I'm not so right. crazy anymore. So I don't need to go hang out with the fellas and go do nutty stuff. I don't need the, the guy trips, you know, um, <laughs> right. I'm not I'm not drawn by that. I'm cool with just uh, I'm a Marriott person, man. Let's go. Let's go find a Marriott somewhere <laughs> else. Uh, you know, with similar circumstances that I have here, but it's just there, you know, let's go eat at that restaurant instead of this restaurant, you know, um, kind of very simplistic stuff. But the, the, the fact is, is that because if we both like to chill the same way, it works, it works because we both like to chill the same way. So I think, uh, there are some things that I think in marriage counseling, they are going to bring up, or if you go meet with your faith leader and have a conversation with your faith leader before you get married, there are some things that you can clear up that being one of them like right. how do you visualize your future but if you think your answers at at today's age is going to answer that let me tell you something uh 
you would have told me I was going to stay at a beach. I would have went to a marriage counselor saying, no, we're not. We're going to live in the mountains and we're going to live, you know, there's, we're going to have acres and acres and acres, probably live, have a ranch, you know, or something like that. Cause you know, I thought, you know, I, I had to be isolated away from everybody with horses and cows and, and stuff like that. Not that I was going to do the horses and cows. I'd, I'd hire people to do that, but I wanted them. <laughs> you know what I mean? I wanted the stream. I wanted the mountains and I wanted all that stuff. She wanted the beach. Um, right. If you would, if I would have known at that age that I was going to be cool with just, you know, dinners and hotels and chill, I would have said, nah, man, I want to, I want to, I got things to do out in the world. I, I want to do a lot of traveling. I'm going to go here. I'm going to go there. I would have, I would have answered very different because I wasn't in the same place yeah, and mindset same. back then. And this is the, this is the point to that. You don't know what you're going to truly enjoy and embrace later in life. You don't know what's going to make you feel fulfilled later in life. And let me tell you something. I take issue that if the same thing fulfills, if all the same things fulfill you today, 20 or 30 years later, that they did 20 or 30 years ago, you probably haven't grown and matured in some ways that maybe yeah. you need to. So I would challenge that a little bit because yeah. I like that my fulfillments have changed now not the basics the basic type of attachment the basic love and security those are still the same the basics are real but how you get that and how you achieve that those things have matured and developed and luckily they've developed and matured equally uh to dana's and i think that's what really is the magic of of a long-term relationship yeah yeah i mean i would agree with that as well um so <clears throat> prior to the show i put a question out on our social media uh, for those of you who who want to see future questions and contribute to that, um, I posted it on our Facebook. So you go to facebook.com slash WPSN99, or you can just look up Dope and Dharma. Problem with looking up Dope and Dharma is you're going to have to tell them that you <laughs> you don't want help and you still need to look at our page. But um, <clears throat> So the question I asked was, oh, what's the secret to a lasting marriage? Because <clears throat> I just figured there would be some comments, right? right. Um, and so somebody actually did comment. It was, it was a lengthy one, but I, I think it bears you know, reading. So okay. uh, she said, don't do it. LOL. There are so many um, answers to this question. Uh, for me, relationships need to be built on trust, which begins with honesty and consistency. However, prior to a relationship or marriage, the most important to me would be that you're going into the relationship as a whole person. Too often people look to relationships to repair hurt and damage from the past rather than doing the work a higher power helps heal you mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Obviously, we'll always be a work in progress, but in my experience, never look for a relationship with the attitude of you complete me. Come to the relationship complete within yourself. Just my opinion. Um, I, I, I kind of, I, I agree with that, but to a twist, right? <clears throat> and what I mean by that is right. I agree that, that too often, that's the whole title of the show is be the right person. I think too often right. we're looking for the right person as opposed to being the right person. And so, right. yes, I agree that, that you know, we, you need to work on yourself. You need to have a self-awareness. You, you do need to go into it because you can't really love yourself. You can't love another person until you love yourself. And they're not going to love mm -hmm. you if you don't love you. And so you have to, to work on some of those insecurities and some of the baggage, as you mentioned earlier. Um, it, it's unfair, right? I, I saw somebody post a while back with this whole, like, if you don't like me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my Stop, right? Like, I don't want my wife to like me at my worst. I want her to love me and I want her to still be here but she doesn't deserve yeah. me at my worst. <laughs> like, that's a horrible idea. Yeah. Like I shouldn't be able yeah. to just be me at my worst and expect my, no, I, if I'm at my worst, I, I want her to still love me and be there, but I surely need to come to her afterwards and be like, I'm sorry, you didn't deserve that. Like I shouldn't have right. met you that way. Like my bad. Um, right. So I, I do agree in that text about how 
uh, we definitely shouldn't look to a relationship to fill a void. We should already feel somewhat content and then bring somebody into our lives and share with right. one another um, where I would push back just a little bit. And I'm not even sure if it's a pushback. I'm just, once again, I didn't, I don't want to read too much into the comment, but I'll say for myself, um, if I look at my level of completeness, if you will, that's even a word right now versus prior to my marriage, I'm light years from where I was. And it was because of my marriage. I'm where I'm at now. My wife was the catalyst. Mm -hmm. There was things that I had in my head or, or uh, my approach to certain things that I was fine with. I didn't think there was any problem at all. I thought I was 100% complete. And so I realized it was hurting my wife or it was upsetting her. It was crazy, creating conflict between the two of us. And because I didn't want to hurt her. Um, and, and once again, it wasn't necessarily my intent. It's just how she was receiving certain things that I was saying or doing that she was the catalyst for me to say, Hey, well, if it's, if it's hurting somebody I love, that maybe it's not so great yeah. after all, like maybe I need to reevaluate this. And I did, I looked inward and reevaluated and I never would have done that had it not been for me hurting somebody that I loved and care about. Right. Cause I, I had those same mannerisms my entire life and I didn't care yeah. two bits that somebody was upset. I don't give a shit. Like be upset all you want, man. <laughs> you know, like you need to fix that. No, I don't like, I'm totally right. fine. It wasn't right. until I was hurting somebody that I truly loved and cared about that. I was like, Whoa, like if that's, that's not what I was intending, but if that's what she's reading from this, then maybe I do need to step back and look at this. And I did. And I am absolutely 100% a better man and a better father, a better person after being with my wife and working on certain things than I was mm -hmm. prior to. And it never would have happened had I not been with somebody that I loved and cared about enough right. to look inward. So, uh, you know, I get what the person was saying and I agree in the sense that you got to do a lot of work to be in a position where you can be what you need to be for you and somebody else. Having said that, there is an awful lot of work that does happen after you're married as well, right? Like around my neck. So the day my kids were born, um, I've had this little necklace here and I had it made through Etsy, believe it or not. Um, and I've had it since my kids were born. So I've had it now for what, almost 13 years and I've never taken it off my neck except for like MRIs, I guess. Um, and it's got my kids' names on it. And now it's got my wife's name on it. Well, it's been that way for a while now, but it's got their names on it. But there's another one that I inscribed that I had written and it said, uh, you make me a better man. And I've had that on my neck for 13 years now and I still stand by it. My kids and my wife absolutely make me a better man. Because um, prior to them, I did for me. I did the bare minimum. You know, I just, I'm surviving and, and I'm, I'm being who I am. I was a bit of a bully. Uh, I'm, as he pointed out, I was also a womanizer as well. Like I was, I was all sorts of things um, that I was proud of, right? Like that, I was, it was like a badge of honor for me. But then when I had children and when I got married, it just wasn't, I wasn't proud of those behaviors anymore. And it was because of them that I was willing to make those strides. If that makes sense. Right. right. You know, because my neighbor down the street didn't like, you think I give a shit what my neighbor thought? <laughs> like, no, I didn't care. Like, right. I know you're supposed to care. To, I didn't, I wasn't a spiritual person. I, I, I gave no cares whatsoever about what they thought, but I do care about what my wife and my children think. I right. do. I don't like it at all. When I say or do something, and in my head, it makes 100% sense and it's fine and everything else. But if my wife is sitting over there and upset and, and she interpreted it another way, yes, the, the logical part of me and everything else says, hey, man, that's that's where she's at. That's how she interpreted it. You know? right. 
But there's a huge part of me that's like, whoa, dude, like that is not how I want my wife or my kids to see me. So I'm going to I'm going to adjust how I approach them. And that is 100 percent because of my, my wife and my kids, for sure. And I'm sure you can relate to that. Yeah, I, you know, I'm going to go right back to, to exactly what you said, the, the complete part. Um, I don't think Dana completes me. I just enjoy the kind of man that I am with her rather than without her. Yeah. Um, but it's it, it's like that with multiple things. Like, So you have to put it in perspective of other things that you've adapted to, right? So occupation does that, right? So whatever you chose to do is your occupation. If you don't adapt to the, to the occupation and just bring all of yourself to that job, that's when you have that that like that employee that's at McDonald's that that has his pants kind of all baggy down to his butt <laughs> rather than you know in in the uniform right you ever see that you ever, ever see that, that that guy that's still kind of a thug at a job and you're like bro i mean i don't care if you're a thug at home or if you're a thug on the street but when i come to chick-fil-a i don't i don't want to see that you know well you don't get it at chick-fil-a but you know what i'm saying you, you know right. you just you don't want to see that thuggish I don't care. I don't want to see that when I go to a, to a business, you know, and I definitely don't no. want to hire someone in my business that has to project their belief system over my business. Right. So it's the same thing in, in a, in a marriage or relationships. It's like you, you naturally adapt to the situation. And if, in, in, and I think for all of you out there that don't choose to adapt, that you're like, this is just me and I got to be me. <laughs> yeah. But you evolve, you adapt that you're made out of water you're not made out of concrete you're not made out of stone you're choosing to be concrete you're choosing to be stone you're choosing to not adapt and you if you think you want somebody that accepts you for a hundred percent of who you are with all of your baggage then then go stay with your mom because that's the only person <laughs> in the planet that you could chop someone up into little pieces and you could be as mean or as honor as you are and they'll still visit you and bring you food and, and, you know, and still visit you in prison and still put money in your commissary. But other than that, even your dad says, no, I don't want you 100 percent the way you are. <laughs> you, you have to adapt in this world and this life. And and so if you were raised properly and I hope that you were, then adapt. So I, I, I need I need need people around me to hold me accountable. And your partner's no different. Dana's no different. So I may yeah. I may not always agree with her her uh, views and opinions, but they're hers and I need to respect it. And like, and like Trinity said, uh, you know, they're important. I'm going to argue the hell out of it, but later on I should at least reflect and go like, well, I do care about her and I care about her opinion. <laughs> so what is she yeah. saying? So the point is, is that to be the right person, it's not to be the right person for your partners, be the right person for you because you want a certain view of your partner. I want her to think of me a certain way. So Dana loves a sense of security. She loves that, 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 that I've always made her feel safe and secure. She feels comfortable and safe everywhere we've ever traveled. We've been in some situations, even deep in Mexico, where we are being followed by a group of people. And, and, and one of the one of the stands even says, hey, those people are following. You know, they told me in Spanish, those people are following you. Be careful. They're going to look to rip you off. Dana still felt safe and secure with me. That's my point. So I know that what she feels better for me being around me is that I, I make her feel safe everywhere and everything we do. She could be in the car with me and she knows that we're going to get there, arrive safely. She, you know, we could be in a situation. She knows that she's safe. She's secure. She knows things are going to be done. And so I take pride in that. So as long as I take care of that, that doesn't change who I am on the inside. Actually, that feeds exactly what I love. I love to be felt as, as a person that'll keep her secure. And I love the whole, uh, 
the Clint Eastwood of it. You know, I, I, I am, you know, I, I am, you know, that, that good guy with, with a little bit of negative or, 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 or swag to do what has to be done. You know, that's the kind of good guy I am. I'm not the, the long ranger kind of good guy wearing the white hat. And always, duh, 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 duh. No, but I'm more like a Clint Eastwood good guy that says, uh, you know, sometimes you need to shoot the, uh, shoot the person to make it happen. And I don't mean it like in a bang, bang, real shootout, but you know what I mean? Sure. So the point is, is that, is that, that you have to be true to yourself, but more importantly, be true to the, the, the yourself that you're constantly evolving and growing and getting what you need out of other people and how you get what you, how to, how you get what you want out of other people. is not constantly meeting new people. See, because that's a different kind of, that's a different kind of feeling, right? Like we all like newness, you know, we all like new yeah. things, but uh, like with anything new, it's not going to be new tomorrow. It's not new a yeah. week later, a month later, it's not sustainable. And so it's important to always understand that no matter what is out there that may look bright and shiny, it all dulls out. It can all get dull if I choose to allow it to be dull or I can take care of it, right? Some of us are really good at keeping old cars shiny, clean, washed, maintained, and others that, you know, a week later, it's the same old dusty mess that you just traded in. So how long did your new car really last? You know, my parents are really good at that. I can go to their house and it's still like a museum. I can get in their cars and it's still like a brand new car, man. You know, you know, it's like 10 years old and it looks like a brand new vehicle. They know how to <laughs> cherish and keep things. I know that I struggle with that. So I constantly have to work a little bit harder at it. Know who you are. Know that you constantly need to keep things clean, maintained, well-oiled and all that stuff. And just know that that's part of your entire personality. Don't blame the car for no longer being new 10 years later. Yeah. You maintain it, keep it new, keep it looking nice. Some of us are married to people that, that, that we're disgusted by now, it seems like. And you're disgusted by it. And it's like, well, what did, you, what did you do to help make it disgusting? Let me tell you what some of you men do to make it disgusting. If you treat your woman ugly, she becomes ugly. If you treat her like, like uh, unkept, she becomes unkept. If you treat her like, like boring, she becomes boring. She will become everything you want her to be, just like you ladies. If you treat your man like a chump, he becomes a chump. If you treat him like he's rude and insignificant he becomes rude and insignificant if you treat him like like he ignores you then he will ignore you we 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 project and we create and we do a, we have a lot to do with how our partners turn out but if you treat yeah. your person beautiful strong worthy valuable intelligent loving connected don't wait for them to connect you connect then allow them to reciprocate and we all reciprocate in our own way they may not always reciprocate the exact way that you want them to re reciprocate but that's a you thing you know, we think is that sometimes people reciprocate differently respect each other's differences in that and i think that's what that's what makes it uh, work as well yeah yeah that's the uh i'm glad you said that because oftentimes in conflict we forget that we <laughs> yeah uh richard Coleman types, uh, yeah stop rejecting your toxic masculinity <laughs> Um, no, another thing is, is, hey, hey, kinda... hey, by the way, before you continue on it, before you continue on that, Dana likes that masculinity. Yeah, so mine I'm, does too. I'm with a person, I'm yeah. with a person that actually like a man's man. Yes. So I got lucky in that way, man. I tell my wife all the time. I'm so glad that I'm with her because she likes the, uh, the masculinity part, but, um, Amen. no, you, you kind of touched on it a little bit, um, uh, with like, you gotta let your spouse male or female, you gotta let your spouse kind of like go through their process, right? Like you can't. Stop expecting you out of them, right. right? Like you didn't marry you, right? You married them and you married them for a reason. And so uh, I was guilty of that at times, expecting my wife to be me. Like, you know, when something happened, I would expect her to process it. My wife is a processor. Right. If you expect my wife to talk about something right now, as you and I have said many a times about both, you are not mentally prepared for what's potentially going to come out of her mouth. 
Like if you make her do it right now on the way you think it should be done, you're not ready for what she's about to say to you. My wife, on the other hand, if you give her time, if you let her process it and do her thing and she'll come back to you, you'll be, a, it'll be so well put and so well collected and so thoughtful that you're like, Oh, okay. But if you make her do it right away, you're, you're not going to be okay with what's about to be said. Um, and so I think that's part of it as well is, is letting them do their process. Like stop expecting you out of them. And, you know, in theory, you know, to use a phrase that our, our previous commenter said, they kind of complete you. They kind of do, right? Like the things that you're good at, maybe they're not. The things that they're good at, maybe you're not. And so together, you kind of come together and make a whole, and it helps when you feed off of each other. And so if they are exactly like you, it wouldn't necessarily mesh as well. Maybe they do. So like I'm more of a immediate, like, let me give my thoughts or whatever. She's more of a processor. So like together, it makes a more complete, you know, situation, if you will. But and Trinity, and how about you, how about better stated how about better stated instead of completing you they complete the we and it's the we that we're yeah. trying to move forward with yeah. not the me 100%. we're trying to 100%. do a we yeah. so they shouldn't have to complete you they have to complete we yeah i agree um and i think you planted a seed a long time ago and um i think i fulfilled it you know through other avenues but you planted the seed and that is uh, you planted a seed a long time ago with the thought like i think you told me a long time ago uh, what helped work for you which if I'm honest, it did not, I tried so hard and it just didn't work for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you would say to help with your approach, you would say to yourself, I love this person right before you would talk. Yeah. Yeah. And, and um, I tried so hard. I, I did, man. It just didn't work for me. Like that skill just, it didn't connect. Um, uh, but what did connect for me, like, once again, you planted the seed by letting me know that there was something wrong with, I don't say wrong, but I was unskillfully coming at it from my approach. Um, so I tried the skill that you gave to work for you. It didn't quite work for me, but it made me open to what eventually did help. Right. And what helped for me was um, there was times where my wife would say certain things or do certain things that, that once again, weren't what I would do and it would cause conflict. But what's helped me over the years is my wife has been through some things in her life, some challenging things. And so my wife comes from a survivalistic mindset. I'm going to survive. Um, and that's one of the things I love about her. That's one of the things I, I, am the most proud of is just my wife will survive. Dude. She's not the kind of person. He, she's this loving, wonderful thing that everybody sees and everybody freaking loves her. Like they do with the, the Dana, but like, I'm telling you right now, that woman is like a, uh, like a feral cat. <laughs> she will survive no matter where you put her. She will survive. Um, but that survivalistic mindset can come off pretty harsh. Sometimes it can come off like brutal. And so what I, what helped me over the years is I've come to a point now that when I my, my wife responds or reacts to something instantaneous, I in my head, I think, okay, she's coming from a survivalistic mindset. She's trying to survive right now. It's not a personal thing. She's not mad at me. She's not. No, she's just in her head. She's trying to survive. And, and, and she's going to say or do what she thinks is going to help her survive. And if I don't react to that, if I instead just allow her to be who she is, she always comes around. But if I react to that instantaneous and expect you to do the way I thought it was, it doesn't end well. And so instead of saying to myself, hey, I love you, and then speaking, I what worked for me was I think to myself, you're coming from survival, so let me address, let me approach it that way, right? And so I, I, I guess what I'm getting at is in a relationship, you kind of have to let your partner be who they are, man. Like stop trying to change them to what you think they should be. Instead, adapt mm-hmm. to who they are. Love them for who they are. That doesn't mean that you yeah. don't have boundaries. That doesn't mean that you don't speak up when you have your feelings hurt or things of that nature. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is fundamentally let them be who they are and and, and, and recognize that that's why they're in their life, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. But and, yeah, and you, you plan like... to see that. But I tried so hard, bro. And it just didn't work for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, look, I needed to do that because I used to come from a perspective that that, that everyone is attacking me. I used to feel like a yeah, victim in same. every situation. Right. That was one that was one of my problems. So um I didn't want to go into the relationship the same way that everything she said, I, I, you know, I looked at like, you're trying to hurt me. You're trying to, you know, because then I'm just yeah. going to get defensive. I'm never going to learn. I'm never going to get something out of it. I'm never yeah. going to adapt. Um, you know, but more importantly as a counselor, like I started counseling people when I still hated people. I don't know how that happened, but it did. Um, <laughs> I still did not, I still didn't care about the human race. I still didn't care about other humans. I definitely don't care about this fly that's flying around my face. And I swear, man, I need some, <laughs> where's, where's my bug assault. I'm going to shoot this thing. Um, but, uh, you know, I had to do, I started it with, I practiced it on people, other people before I even put it in my relationship. I practiced it, you know, with, with, with clients. I started thinking, all right, I care about this person. If I, you know, if I, if, if this person was my child, if this person was my, my loved one, if this person was my family member, what kind of feedback or support would I be given right now? And I found myself being a lot more soft uh, and a lot more caring. And I, and I, and I found that I was a better counselor for them when I did that. And, and then, and then I embraced it differently. So, so uh, I practice it in all my things, um, you know, and it's just natural now. I used to have to think it now. It's just, right. It's part of it. It just allows you to come out soft without worrying about being too soft. It also goes with the, you know, like another thing that I think I told you a long time ago, and I tell a lot of people this is that, look, if you're if you're a if you're a good person, don't worry about sometimes being nasty because if you're a good person, that's what's going to come through anyway. Even when you think you're being nasty, you're still good, so you're you're fine. Um, if you're a strong, confident person, don't worry about being vulnerable because you're still strong and confident. That's still going to be there. Uh, you know, you you could go to edges of the the polar opposite when you're comfortable with who you are because it doesn't change that. You know, sure. um, I think I even told you one time, be as soft as you want to be because you're still a strong person. So it doesn't doesn't right. matter how soft you come across. You don't have to worry about losing that 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 strength. You know what I mean? You're still right. always going to be strong. Um, and that came from the understanding, look, man, if you're, if you're a, a punk out there, if you're a dork out there, you're still a punk and a dork, even when you think you're being tough and cool. Um, <laughs> yeah. we still see the punk and dork in you. So, so yes. don't puff up on me and, and act like you're cool or tough or whatever, because you're just not. And, and that's okay. Embrace the, the, the dork and, and punk in you, man. I mean, that's not a bad thing. You know, we're all punkish at times. We're all dorks at times, you know, right. uh, you can embrace that part of you as well. Um, because if you don't, then you're just going to walk around like a jerk off all the time. And, and I don't I don't want to experience your jerk off. You just like I don't want you to experience my jerk off in this. You know what I mean? I'll, I'll keep that to myself. Um, so that all these things in, in relationships are no different than our relationship with ourselves. And it goes all the way back to to the title of the show. And it goes all the way back to that first that one comment you read off that says, you know, that we got to be complete and, and well ourselves. Well, you know what? If, if the world was a perfect place, we'd all be you know, without baggage when we walked into situations and we'd all be, <laughs> yeah. we'd all have this great, uh, you know, self-esteem when we walked into relationships, but that's not the way the world works. Sometimes you meet somebody real important to you at, at the wrong time. And uh, if you want to keep them, then then sometimes you have to fast forward some learning, <laughs> you know, <laughs> or, you, or yeah. you, need to, you need to, you need to, to choose to accept the battle to, to where it's at at the time. It's not always a perfect battle. Um, what I would, what I would finalize and finish off with is this, that, do not compare your relationships to other people. Do not compare your situations to other people. Uh, if anything, just compare it to, to yourself. 
and what you want out of a relationship. And I don't mean all the details. Like some, some of you have like long lists, like this person needs to be this, 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 I will not compromise. And it's like, yeah. Um, but are you that person to them? Are you that same? Cause some, you know, the people that pick out liars typically lie. Like, you know, like, so, right. so I know you're out there go, oh, I don't want a liar or a cheater. That. Yeah. Well then don't be the liar and cheater. You, you don't behave yeah. like a liar and cheater. You know what I mean? That's all you can do. You can't, you can't turn me into one. You can't <clears throat> make, but maybe your picker picks them. So if your picker picks them, that's not, that's not, you know, you can't go to all of us and just blame us all for, for your bad picker. If you have a bad picker, you look within yourself and go, well, what am I fishing with? You know what? Maybe I'm fishing with bait that liars and cheaters really like. Maybe I'm fishing with that kind of situation. You know what I know? And I know that you're saying, oh, what's wrong with me? And your friends go, there's nothing wrong with you, girl. <laughs> no, sometimes there are some things wrong with you. Sometimes there are things wrong with you that nobody's really telling you. But what it is, is your self-esteem is low. You need to you need to pull up your self-esteem. You need to develop your confidence. Because remember, when you're vulnerable to that type of vulnerability, when, when you, you're not confident and, and you need a man to make you feel complete, the predators out there sense that. The controlling yep. people out there, they sense that. They feel that. You're like a wounded animal. You can't get mad at a, at a predator for hunting down a wounded animal, the slowest animal in the pack. They're never going to go for the alpha in the pack. Why should they? That's not what they're looking for. They're looking for the, the easier, softest kill. So, yes, don't tell your friends there's nothing wrong with you. No, there is. You need to develop your self-esteem. You need to get your confidence up. Because if not, you're going to continue to, to find people that ab will abuse you and hurt you and take advantage of you and try to control you because you're fishing for that. You're yep. trying to be everything to them, and, and, and you don't need to be anything to them. The, the right person will embrace you for who you are. But the problem is, is when that person's around you, you're not attracted to that person. You think, oh, they're not good looking enough, or they're not successful enough, or they're not this enough. They're boring. You're, you're discounting. Oh, yeah, you're discounting all the men around you that are perfect for you because the ones you're attracted to are the ones that are the abusive, harmful people. So it's not that those guys don't exist. They probably just don't exist in the box that you're looking them to be. So instead of judging all of them, judge yourself for the ones that you're ignoring. All, all the 80% the of the guys that are great for you, that you just walk right past, you ignore them, you don't even say hi to them, you don't even give them a time of day because for some reason you're not attracted to them. That's on you. And so we need to take responsibility for our pickers more often than we're not. I, yeah, I, I agree 100%. And you and I have said that multiple times, right? Uh, um, yeah, I, I mean, first and foremost, your picker, man, my picker was broken back in the day. Um, you know, I went for the wrong individuals. Doesn't mean that they weren't good people. They were just wrong for me. You know, it just, right. it didn't fit long-term. Um, and I think that's part of it, right? Is, is I've heard many people who have, like you said, all these lists of what they're looking for, right. um, but what they forget oftentimes, um, it will, is that person that fits all those things in the list that you're wanting? They have their own list and they yeah. have their own wants, you know, and, and, yeah. and do you, you know, do you rise to the occasion? Do you yeah. check off all their boxes? They might check yours, but you maybe don't check theirs. And that, that's where the whole idea of the show is <clears throat> we, we got to work on being the right person. You know, we spend so much, there's so much weight put on, you know, all the right persons out there. You have somebody they very well could be somebody out there that checks all your boxes, but are you in a position in your life where you check their boxes? Go ahead. I know you had something. Yeah, and let me let me ask you, and I'll ask you this because I know that you've experienced this like I did. So I used to enjoy when I was single. I used to enjoy being with people that were connected. But Trinity, and I, I know you've experienced this when you were with people that were connected with someone else. Did they not always complain about the person they were connected with? Of course, always. Yeah, yeah. And so here's the kicker: while they're complaining about the person they're connected with, they're cheating on yeah. that person. Yeah. 
What makes you better then? What what if you were the one cheating on your person and complaining about your person and being with somebody like the way we used to be? What makes you better? You know what I mean? It's like, look at what you're doing. Yeah. And then you're sitting there complaining about that person. Oh, he's too boring. He's too this. He doesn't like that. But look what you're doing. You know, so I always, you know, just understand that. Just please understand that, 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 that we need to, to, to treat ourselves better. And when we treat ourselves better, we attract better people. You know what I mean? I attracted Dana at a point in my life where I was trying to quit everything. Dana still jokes to our kids to this day you know, he was even quitting cutting i wasn't even cussing when i met dana i was i was working on not even cussing that's how good i was being in my life and and man it's like I'll that never was a whole there. different bait that was a yeah, whole I'll, different bait man I'll and dana bit that bait yeah i never knew that bait would have worked if i i would have used that for all the wrong reasons back in the day <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly um no i mean you kind of touched on it right and and in the same lines of of other people want things as well right like to me i think that is one of the biggest um, and I don't have the, the 29 years that you do, but I'd like to think I've learned some things um, in my journey so far. Uh, and one of the things that I've learned the most, right? Like I already knew, but it didn't really hit me. Um, until, you know, once I've been in the, in the marriage, I guess, um, you, you know, the other person's perspective is there and it matters just as much as yours. Um, and it goes both ways, right? Like if you want them to look at your perspective, you got to see theirs. Yeah. You know, it doesn't mean you're wrong or right. You know, I'll give you a very brief, brief example. Uh, um, so early on, so we're a, a, a blended family, meaning um, I had two children prior to the marriage, and my wife also had two children prior to the marriage. So when we came together, together we had four, but there was two and two. <clears throat> and then, obviously, you, you know, that comes with its own challenges when you're essentially taking on somebody else's kids as well. Um, and so I remember there was a moment, it was years ago now, um, that my wife, we were having a conversation about one of her kids that she had prior to the marriage. And I took them on as my own, like those my own kids. And we were having a conversation about something and she didn't like the way something went down. <clears throat> and she, I remember her telling me, I, I don't, I'm not gonna get it verbatim here, but she essentially told me not to talk to them or not to say something to them. And so not in front of them, we just did our thing. But later on, I pulled her to the side. I said, look, let, let's make that the first and only time you ever tell me I can't talk to my children. And, and what I was getting from that was they're mine too, right? Like I have a thought process as well. You were only thinking from your side and your perspective, but I have right. one as well. And that was the only time that really ever happened because I, I, I had a boundary and I, and I mentioned it, but what that to me illustrates is we so oftentimes have our perspective on what we're looking at. And what we're interpreting, what we're reading from. And in our minds, that's it. That's the truth, right? Because that's what we're seeing. But we forget right. sometimes that that spouse that we love and we care about, that we've invited into our lives, they have their own perspective. And it's not wrong and it's not right. It's just different. And so part of the, the art, if you will, part of the dance is learning how to appreciate that in each other. And have that bring you together as opposed to push you further apart. I don't want my wife to always look at things exactly the same way I do. First of all, that would be boring. Second of all, I would never grow from it. I would never learn. Like, what's the point of having her in my life if she's going to duplicate everything that I'm already doing? Like, some of the best things I have is when my wife comes with something completely different than what I would have thought of. And it's almost it's almost always better, if I'm honest. Um, and, and, and without that, life would suck, right? But I... I I have to appreciate that in her. And sometimes it's going to work. 
but there's also going to be times where it's just completely off and it's the opposite and it doesn't work, you know, but, and that's okay. I have to be open to both. And I think so for me, part of what makes a marriage work is, is appreciating those differences and learning how to work with them as opposed to just constantly fighting and, and, and no, you think that it doesn't have to be either or two things can be true. And you just got to find a third option here and how to navigate that a little bit. So for me, you know, I think there's many secrets, if you will, to a long lasting marriage. But to me, I think that's one of the ones that needs to be put out there right. is their perspective matters just as much as you do. As you pointed out, you know, if the, the women in my life that I've, I've, you know, been with, they were connected to somebody else. <clears throat> yes, they were sitting there complaining and whining about their spouse, which is why they're with me, right? However, what they probably didn't realize, is their, their spouse was probably out with somebody else complaining and whining as well. They might not have been cheating, but they had a friend, yeah. they had somebody that they were complaining to. So it's like you think that, yeah. that you're you're this perfect entity and your spouse is all the... Okay, well, they think the same way. And I, I, it's hard for people to wrap their head around. Right. And there's people in my life right now that will have a spouse and complain about it. And I always try to play devil's advocate. It's like, well, you know, they have a perspective as well. And I don't think that they're walking around thinking, God, I'm so horrible, dude. My spouse is amazing. I'm just, I'm bad. No, they're probably thinking, hey, you know what? <laughs> My spouse is doing this and doing. And, and that's where the communication comes in the key, right? You've got to communicate. You've got to talk about these things. You have to bring yeah, your truth to the yeah. table. You have to be willing to hear their truth if you want them to be willing to hear yours. And that's where the art form comes into play. And I think that that's where, where yes, you do have to be somewhat healthy, you know, before you get into a relationship. But as he said, that that doesn't always happen. I wasn't as healthy as I am now when I met my wife. I just wasn't. No. Was I healthier than I, I was know. when I met her ten years prior? Yeah. But she fast forwarded things for sure. Like my wife and my children definitely pushed a fast forward button for me. Um, I was not healthy when I was finding out I was having kids. No way was I even remote before i found out i was having kids i couldn't even say the words i love you period it made me extremely uncomfortable <laughs> i didn't feel good doing it i didn't like it but i knew i had to because i was having my daughter coming so I, I got comfortable with that had i would i've done that had i not had a baby coming hell no like i was totally cool with not saying those words to anybody in my life so <clears throat> but i think that that is a major key is communicating with one another and seeing and respecting those differences as a good thing not necessarily a bad thing. So, I mean, I'm not, I don't have the 29 years you do, but that's what I've learned so far. Right. But you got anything else you want to compare to my 29 years? You, you, no, <laughs> no I'm happy with mine. I got my there. experiences. Yeah. No, no, I'll get yeah, there. I, exactly. I have no doubt. You know, it just, uh, it's a, you hope. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, you so know, was, the one thing I was I, joking with Dana at, at 28 years and 364 days, you better, you better hope you make it to 29, right? Yeah. You, you got one more day. <laughs> Don't celebrate early. <laughs> so, uh, the one thing I will say before, well, before I wrap it up completely, um, I will say, uh, thank you everybody for tuning in. And, and, and for those of you who commented, we appreciate you as well. You yeah. can always tune in and comment. If you uh, follow us on yep. Facebook, uh, yep. YouTube and Twitch, you can look up dope and Dharma. Um, on social media he is at the dope doctor i am at the dharma guy um, by all means you know reach out to us if you got any other comments or show topics you'd like to hear uh, monday evenings we typically do the couch live uh, we do that here locally on um, 1680 a.m as well as 100.7 fm and as always online as well and for podcasting tuesdays is dharma time where we talk about these types of issues and then of course friday uh, we usually talk about the uh 
the topics of the day, usually politics or sports or something like that. So um, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, I will leave you with this, right? The last thing I want to say, the last little bit that I want to put out there would be if you are in a long-term committed relationship or marriage, right? I'm going to use the word marriage, but it can, you can take that to mean what you want it to mean. If you've got some real timing with somebody, promote the hell out of that shit. Let people know how good it is. Don't be afraid to say, hey, we're 10, 12 years strong. We're 29 years strong and we're going good. I, I think we need to hear more of that. I think we we need to, to present that more to the people because there's no shortage of people complaining about it. There's no shortage of people saying it sucks and it doesn't work. I think we need more people saying, hey, yeah, it's hard at times, but it's totally worth it, and I'm still here, and I'm proud of it. Um, and if you're going to do that, by all means, tag us in it, right? If you're going to put how long you've been together, tag us in it. I love to. I would like to see that. I would like to go to my feed and see people, hey, we've been together this many years and going strong. That, that to me, would be an awesome thing to see every day. So uh, by all means, if you, if you follow us, tag us. And if you don't, that's fine, but promote it. Like I, it brought a smile to my face, man. And I've known this dude for years, but it still brought a smile to my face, man. Like when I looked down, I saw 29 years. It just like, it was a good moment in my day through you. I was able to experience that. And I think more people should feel that way. You know, more, it, it brings a smile to somebody's face right then and there. And then it gives hope to other people who are maybe struggling right now or who are in the beginning of their journey. Like, I, I think we should have more of that. So if you're out there and you're, you're working on a relationship and you're building it, by all means, have have the, um, the 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 gusto, if you will, to put it out there and promote it a little bit. I think we can use some more of that positivity out there in the world, and I uh, think that's all we got, man. So unless you got something else, I think that's all we got, and uh, appreciate like y'all. All right, now that we know better, do better. Peace. <laughs>